What's up, friends? Happy Friday. I hope that you had an incredible Thanksgiving yesterday with your family. I hope that you got to enjoy some yummy food. And I hope that you're waking up today with a heart full of gratitude, with a heart full of thanksgiving for everything that the Father has blessed you with and blessed me with. And so today's episode is coming to you a day late because of the holiday. Wanted to make sure that um, we weren't interfering with Thanksgiving, okay? Um, Thanksgiving definitely needed to take priority yesterday. So putting this episode out here a day later, we are doing a Bible study breakdown episode today. We are inside of the book of Jeremiah and today's topic is this. It is a very triggering question. Are your feelings blocking your success as an online coach? Now here's the thing. We all have feelings. If you are a human being, you have feelings. And feelings are given to us by the Lord. Okay. So we shouldn't be ashamed of our feelings. We shouldn't be embarrassed by them. Okay. They're, they're given to us by the Holy spirit. However, though, we live in a culture that is so overly committed to our feelings that we actually allow our feelings to dictate our decisions. And that my friend is not biblical. So we're going to come today to confront that lie that somehow we should be running our life based upon our feelings. And we're confronting how that is negatively affecting your business. So I want you to grab your Bible, open it up to the book of Jeremiah, and let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. So before we dive into the actual Bible study breakdown episode part, part of this episode, um, first wanted to check in, make sure that you know about the free training free sales training that I released on the podcast just last week. It is called the High Ticket Sales Code. This is a completely free training. I'm not doing Black Friday over here, okay? Um, lots of businesses, are, are they see Black Friday as an opportunity to have these huge discounts to maybe um, make some sales in their business, and I'm certainly not shaming that at all. But to be truthful, I just didn't want the hassle. Like, I I didn't want the hassle of having to create this big Black Friday sale, have to promote it. Like today, as you're listening to this episode on Friday, I'm recording it on Monday. But today, what I am really doing um, is I'm hanging out with my family. We are currently probably in central Nebraska, hanging out with Luke's family, um, soaking up some good conversation, um, some yummy food. I am 
so not thinking about am I promoting something to you on Black Friday, okay? So that's not happening over here in the Cami Wilkie coaching space. What is happening though is I did release a free sales training. I released it last week. Um, it's called High Ticket Sales Code. Inside of High Ticket Sales Code, you are going to learn the three things that you absolutely have to do as an online coach in order to make 2023 your most profitable year yet. You are also gonna be learning about old marketing and sales tactics that have left the coaching industry. In case you didn't know, there are trends with marketing and sales, just like there's trends with fashion, just like there's trends with social media, there are trends with marketing and sales tactics. And there are lots of marketing and, uh, marketing and sales tactics that are now exiting the coaching spaces. We're not seeing them work as effectively as they once were. These are things like posting and hoping, essentially posting content and just hoping that people buy. These are things like cold DMing, there's a whole bunch of trends that are exiting the coaching space. You need to be aware of these things so that you can stop using them and make room, okay, clear out the closet of old strategies and make room for new strategies that are using, that are effective. You're gonna find out about that inside of my training high ticket sales code. You're gonna learn how me and my clients are getting high ticket coaching clients without launching. And all of it is inside this sales training, which is less than 30 minutes long. I tried to keep it short and sweet for you. Um, it's incredible. 16 of you have already gotten it already, which is so exciting. Um, Michelle, Rachel, Emma, Betsy, Pamela, Sharon, Sierra, Raman, Christina, Tavine, Jessica, Esme, Amber, Nicole, Natalia, 16 of you have, um, oh, I missed one, Christine. 16 of you have snagged the high ticket sales code training. Makes me so happy. I wanna get this training into as many hands as possible. Um, I truly believe that this training has so much value to offer. So if you haven't gotten it already, go down to the show notes, click the link for high ticket sales code. You're gonna get instant access to the video and enjoy, okay? My gift to you, happy Thanksgiving enjoy it. Okay. Now let's get into the nitty gritty of this episode. We are in the book of Jeremiah and we are going to be reading in Jeremiah chapter one, verses four through 12. And I realized that I had my Bible accidentally opened up to Isaiah. So I had to quickly turn the page. All right. So I'm first going to read to you this entire eight verses, okay, that we're gonna be covering today. And then what we're gonna do after that is we're gonna break it down into four separate parts and we're gonna study these scriptures and apply the biblical principles to our business. Okay. So I'm starting in Jeremiah chapter one, verses four. It says, the Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord. I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Then the Lord said to me, look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. Okay, so as promised, 
Um, like I just mentioned, this is a big passage that we are unraveling today, that we are digging into, that we are studying. So I have broken it up into four parts. The first section that we're really going to dive into is verse five. Um, where it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. It's so interesting because the first thing that God does here in his conversation with Jeremiah is he gives Jeremiah identity. Okay. Before he ever tells Jeremiah his assignment, God wants to make sure that Jeremiah knows who he is and whose he is. Scripture says, I knew you, I formed you, I set you apart. God is, is very boldly making sure that Jeremiah knows that he was the one who formed Jeremiah, that he knew Jeremiah before Jeremiah ever existed here in the, in the physical world and that the Lord had set him apart. Why? Why would God make this so clear before, like, 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 why would God speak so boldly about Jeremiah's identity prior to giving Jeremiah his assignment? Well, I believe because it's because God knows that whenever he gives us humans an assignment, we oftentimes feel unqualified. And I don't want to get the cart before the horse because we're going to, we're going to untangle that here in a second, the, the concept of feeling unqualified. But God know, like knows and, and knew back then when he was talking to Jeremiah that like, we as humans tend to um, reject assignments that God gives us. And so God wanted to make sure that Jeremiah knew who exactly was the one giving him this assignment and who was speaking to him and the authority that God had over Jeremiah's life. It's almost like the Lord knew that Jeremiah was about to have some pushback here, okay? So he was, God was like like setting up the conversation to try and avoid Jeremiah having an objection to this assignment that he was about to give. So he was trying to make sure that Jeremiah knew, hey, just so you know, I'm, gonna, I'm about to give you this assignment here, but just so you know, like I, I, I was the one that formed you. Um, I knew you before you ever existed here, before you were ever conceived. And, and before you were ever conceived, I specifically set you apart. So any objection that you're about to give me, I've already considered it, and yet I'm still calling you. That is the, the mindset of, of the Lord here and why he is speaking so boldly to Jeremiah's identity before he speaks to Jeremiah's assignment. He's setting the stage. So my question to you is, what has God set you apart to do? He, he addressed Jeremiah's identity and then he told Jeremiah, hey, I've set you apart. And what I've set you apart for was to be a prophet. What has God set you apart to do? Well, the reality is, is that he's probably set you apart to do many things. Like if you are married, um, then he has set you apart to be a wife. He has set you apart to serve and love your husband. He, if you have children, that he has set you apart to be a mother and to steward those children well, to love them, to nurture them. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because God has also set you apart to build a business, okay? 90, I would say 99% of you, if you found this podcast, it's because you either heard me on somebody else's podcast or you were typing in something, you were searching for some sort of content and my episode popped up and this is the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. You're probably here because God has set you apart and laid it on your heart to go start 
a business? What has God set you apart to do? Okay, that's the first question I want you to ponder. So that was the first thing that I really noticed about this passage. God addressed identity and then he gave Jeremiah his assignment. Essentially, um, he was filling Jeremiah up and then sending him out. Verse number six, though, is interesting. This is really where our humanness comes into play. This is where Jeremiah starts to give his excuse. Jeremiah responds with with an excuse to the Lord's assignment as if, the Lord of the universe hadn't just spoken to him. Like, like, isn't that just mind boggling that like we would think to give God who knows everything, who is all powerful, we would think to give him an excuse. Okay. Um, I digress. We're going to dive into that in a, in a second. Scripture says, Oh, sovereign Lord. Interesting language here. Sovereign. Okay. We'll dive into that in a moment. Oh, sovereign Lord. I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. Again, like I I mentioned just a moment ago, it's ironic that Jeremiah calls God sovereign and then follows that up with an excuse. Because to be sovereign or to call God sovereign means that you are acknowledging um, his supreme, his supremeness. You're acknowledging his, his power. You're acknowledging his authority over not only yourself, but the entire universe. So Jeremiah... In, in the first half of his statement, he acknowledges God's power, his authority, and that God knows all things and is the creator of all things. And then Jeremiah has the audacity to follow that up by telling God that he made a mistake. Hey, God, yeah, I know you're, you're totally sovereign. You're totally sovereign. You're all powerful. Like, you're the holy one, um, but you made a mistake. That's literally what Jeremiah is saying here. And you may be saying, Cammy, that's not, that's not what the verse said. He just said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's acknowledging that God made everything and that God, you made a mistake by calling me because I can't do it for you. I'm too young. So he basically says to the Lord, hey, yeah, yeah, I can't do that. And God's responding like, like, what do you mean you can't do that? Like, that's what I set you apart to do. And you just called me sovereign. You just acknowledged that I knew everything. So, so Jeremiah is making a very contradictory statement. When we respond to God with excuses, we are telling God that he made a mistake. LOL at the audacity of us humans to think that we know anything, let alone know enough to tell the Lord, hey God, you made a mistake by choosing me. I just want to acknowledge that that's really what's happening when we give God excuses. We're telling God that he made a mistake, which we know is impossible, okay? And Jeremiah is exposing his humanness by calling God sovereign and then giving God an excuse as if God had made a mistake, okay? So my question to you is, what excuses are you giving to God? These are some common things that I hear a lot in the coaching space. Well, I'm just, I'm not qualified enough to coach. Like I'm not an expert. Like I don't have any degrees. I don't have any certifications. I'm not qualified enough. Like I can't afford that program or I can't afford to invest. I don't have enough time for that. This one, let's address this one just real quick. Okay. Because I acknowledge this is the Bible's babies and business podcast, okay? I acknowledge that many of you here are mothers. Um, I am a soon-to-be mom myself. Um, So I acknowledge that your business is not the only thing on your plate, okay? And it's certainly not the first priority 
on your to-do list every day as it, as it shouldn't be. Okay. It should go the heavenly father, your husband, your kids, then your means of making an income. But let's just confront this excuse of, I don't have enough time. Okay. If you do not have enough time for what God has called you to do, it is because you are spending too much time on the wrong things. Okay. My friend Heather Shriver Burns has this incredible saying, um, that, that she says she says, I have more than enough time for everything God has called me to do today. Not I have more than enough time for everything I want to do today. I have more than enough time for everything God has set apart for me to do today. And if you are finding that you feel this call, this urge, this assignment, this burden that the Lord has laid on your heart to start the business. And you're looking at your schedule and you're like, yeah, no, 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 Lord, that, that doesn't really fit in my schedule. Then friend, he may be asking you to adjust your schedule. God is well aware what you have on your plate when he tells you to start the business. We all have a limited amount of time. How are you spending your time? And what is the return on that investment looking like for you? And I don't always mean financial. What is the return on investment of the time that you're spending with your husband? Like, is your marriage growing? Is your relationship with your children growing? Is your relationship with the Heavenly Father growing? Is your business growing? What has God called you to? And are you making room on your calendar for that? That is one of the number one excuses that I hear for when I talk to coaches about like, hey, you know, what's holding you back from doing the thing? 90% of the time they say time, okay? So if that's what you're hearing yourself say, no shame, absolutely no shame, okay? We all have limited time, absolutely. But it may be time to readjust your calendar to match the priority system that the Lord has called for you, okay? Just wanna submit that there. Um, let's move on to verse number seven, where the Lord confronts Jeremiah's excuse. And I love this because God doesn't sugarcoat it. Okay. Um, fun fact about me. And I know that you already know this. I love tough love. I love when people speak to me with tough love because I have a strong desire to be sharpened. It is, it, I would hate if somebody just told me a whole bunch of things that just made me feel really good. But at the end of the day, were leaving me worse off than I was before. I would so much rather have somebody come to me in love and tell me something that maybe stings a little bit, um, for the purpose of sharpening me. Okay. Like friends, Iron, as iron sharpens iron, let one friend sharpen another. That doesn't happen without friction. I love tough love. And I give a lot of it on this podcast because I believe that many of us need to hear it. Okay. So I love how the Lord doesn't sugarcoat what he's about to say next, what I'm about to read to you. And he just comes at it with tough love. He does not dance around the conversation. Um, and he just tells it to Jeremiah straight. He says, don't say I'm too young. For you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And then he literally confronts Jeremiah with um, also what Jeremiah didn't say, but what God knows he's feeling. It says, and don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, in case you forgot, you know, like the one that you called sovereign earlier. Yeah, that's me. Hello. Hi. Um, the one who set you apart. The one who, you know, knew you before you were conceived. Yeah, that's me. I have spoken. 
it's so interesting here because Jeremiah didn't actually tell the Lord that he was afraid. But of course, God already knew that. So God confronted what Jeremiah said. Okay, because Jeremiah said, I'm too young, I can't speak for you. And Jer- the Lord confronted that. And then he confronted what Jeremiah didn't say, but what Jeremiah was feeling, which was his fear. And this is really where I want to camp out today in this episode. Your feelings. Friend, the Lord knows the depths of your heart. Your feelings, the Lord already knows all of them. Okay, so there's no reason to try and hide that from him. Don't try to hide what God already knows. Here's something that is very important for you to know, though, as well. Your feelings and your fears do not change your assignment. Jeremiah posed an excuse to the Lord, okay? And he was also having a lot of feelings coming up for him because God was giving him an assignment that Jeremiah didn't feel qualified for. The Lord confronted the excuse and still the assignment remained. So sometimes you may feel scared. You may feel unqualified. You may feel like you do not have enough finances to invest. You may feel like you don't have enough time to invest. But understand this, your feelings do not change your assignment. In fact, you must be more committed to your assignment than you are to your feelings. And like I was saying earlier in the episode, we live in such a feeling-controlled society. Like, especially here in America, we are controlled by our feelings, This is why so many people never reach their God-given potential. It's because they don't feel comfortable, okay? We are groomed to feel comfortable every second of every day. We wear comfortable clothes. We we have thermostats in our house so that we can adjust the, the temperature to feel comfortable to our bodies. We have access to food at all times so that anytime we're uncomfortable because of hunger, we can just reach into the pantry and grab food. Um, we need to understand that like our flesh, the desire of our flesh, not the desire of the Lord, the desire of our flesh is to feel comfortable. You were not put here on this planet to be comfortable or to conform to your flesh. Romans 8, 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. In other words, to focus on what your flesh wants is death. To focus on comfort is death. You will not reach your God-given purpose and your God-given potential by focusing on what is comfortable for you. Please stop expecting the assignment of the Lord to be comfortable. Everybody is like like shouting like, I want purpose. God, what is my purpose? And then he tells you, and then you're like, that's not comfortable. And he's like, stop expecting it to be, okay? Why are we expecting the assignment or the purpose that God has placed in our life to be comfortable? Our flesh wants that, but that's, that's, may I submit that that's maybe why the, the Lord gave you that assignment is so that you would have to be uncomfortable, so that you would have to be reliant on him, okay? Going back, Romans 8, 6, like I said, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, death to your purpose, death to your God-given potential, death to obedience, death. If we are focused on comfort, the outcome is 
death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. That's the rest of that verse. Setting the mind on the spirit is life and peace. What are you setting your mind on? What are you defaulting to? Are you defaulting to the, to the conviction of the Holy Spirit inside of you? Or are you defaulting to comfort? Romans 8.8, 8, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You know, if I were to swap out that word there, because to satisfy our flesh is to satisfy our comfort, okay? Those who are in comfort cannot please God. Now, I don't want you to take that to an extreme and be like, anytime I'm comfortable, I'm not pleasing the Lord. No, okay? But if you are making every decision in your life based upon what is comfortable for you, then yeah, there's areas of your life then that are not pleasing to the Lord because your flesh will default to the comfort and we are to not default to our flesh if we want to be pleasing to the Lord. And lastly, this is in Luke 9.23. Then he said to the crowd, this is Jesus talking, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, in other words, your comfortable ways, your fleshly ways, take up your cross daily, This is not going to be a one-time thing. You are not going to just be uncomfortable once in your assignment. You will be uncomfortable every day. Do not make that mistake to think that God's only going to ever ask you to be uncomfortable once. And then he's just going to pour all of this favor over you. No, 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 friend. We are called to take up our cross daily and follow me. That's what Jesus says in Luke 9, 23. What I want you to do is start practicing discomfort. Okay. Start practicing, not defaulting to comfort every single time you have an opportunity to make a decision. Lucas and I just finished up watching this documentary. It was called Limitless. It was very good. It was on Disney plus. And this whole TV series was designed to share very like unique ways that we can steward our health better in order to live a longer, healthier life. And every single episode, the main person in the TV series was asked to do a wildly uncomfortable thing. Like, I think the most uncomfortable thing that he was asked to do, in my opinion, was to get into freezing cold water and expose his body to extremely cold temperatures. And When you expose your body to extremely cold temperatures, um, there is scientific evidence that there is health benefits, okay? And it was so interesting because there's certain things that were shown in this series that I'm like, oh, that's why God asks us to probably do that. Like, for example, fasting. Anyway, I digress. Um, But every episode, this, this man was asked to do something wildly uncomfortable, knowing that there were health benefits that would add to his life. And in one part of the, the series, he started talking about how, you know, we are, we are so programmed to be comfortable. And because we are so programmed to be comfortable, that's why we do not reach our potential. Because we are so chained to our feelings of comfort. I don't know about you, but my biggest fear in this life is to get to the end of my life to have my meeting with Jesus and then have Jesus tell me, yeah, Cammie, you missed it. 
You you totally missed it. I, I here's everything I wanted you to do, and, and you you didn't. Like we all want to get to the end of our life and have the Lord be like, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." My biggest fear, and again, I recognize this is fear, and fear doesn't come from the Lord. Okay, I, I know that. But if I were to be honest with you about like my biggest fear, it is to play it safe. And because I played it safe to get to the end of my life and experience regret because I didn't do the thing that I was placed on the earth to do. And so one way that I've been practicing discomfort, practicing getting out of my flesh is, oh my gosh, I have started ending my showers with 30 seconds of really cold water. And this was sparked by um, the content that we watched in this episode the health benefits, but also I'm trying to train myself to discipline myself that it is okay to be uncomfortable. I do not want to be a human being that defaults to my feelings, that defaults to comfort. I don't want to do that. And so I'm trying to challenge myself to train myself to be okay with being uncomfortable. So friend, if I could leave you with anything right there, practice discomfort. Okay. We have one last little section to go through here, and then we're going to wrap it up. In verse 9 through 10, God equips Jeremiah for the assignment. It says, Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. The message I want to leave you here with is, God will equip you for the work he is calling you to do. He will equip you to be the wife that he's called you to be. He will equip you to be the mother he's called you to be. He will equip you to be the coach and the business owner that he's called you to be. He will equip you for the work he is calling you to. There's this um, famous phrase. I don't even know who coined it, but there's this famous phrase that says, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And we see that in scripture. We see that with his apostles. We see that with Moses. We like, like over and over, God chooses people that weren't qualified to do something very amazing so that God could get the glory instead of them. There was this scene from The Chosen, which if you don't know, The Chosen is a um, multi-series TV series about Jesus and his ministry and his life. And Lucas and I went and saw The Chosen um, last week. And there was this scene in in the uh, episode where it said um, Jesus was discussing with his apostles that he was going to send them out two by two and he was going to send them out into um, different parts of the nations and their mission was to go spread his message. And he was gearing them up for this assignment. And Jesus told them like, you know, if I was looking for the most qualified people, I wouldn't have chosen you 12th. Like he just straight up said that in in the episode. I wouldn't have chosen U12 if I was looking for the most qualified candidate. Okay, friends, Moses had a speaking problem and yet God still sent him on the assignment to go and speak to Pharaoh. Jeremiah, he thought he was too young. Okay, and God still sent him as a prophet. Mary was a virgin. Okay, basic biology disqualifies Mary from being able to carry a child get pregnant with a child or deliver a child. The fact that she's a virgin disqualifies her by every means of biology to be a mother. And yet she was still chosen for that assignment. 
Why are you expecting to feel qualified to do what God's calling you to do? Why? That, we, we don't see that in scripture. There was, uh, uh, th- you know, that, that scene that I was telling you earlier um, where Jesus was addressing his 12 disciples and sending them out on assignment. Um, one of the disciples said, um, you know, I don't feel any different. Like, like Jesus, you're telling us that we are, um, we're, we're now qualified to go heal the sick and to cast out demons. Like, I don't feel any different. And Jesus replied, I don't need you to feel anything in order to do great things. Friend, the overarching theme that I want you to take away from, from this episode today is please do not live your life committed to your feelings. Now, don't sweep your feelings under the rug. God gave you feelings for a reason. But I'm asking you, God is asking you to be more committed to your assignment than you are to your feelings. Now, most of you here, like I mentioned, um, you listen to the show every week because there's a part of you or a lot of you that feels this assignment from the Lord that you're supposed to start a business, a coaching business specifically. And maybe you've already embarked on that journey. Maybe you're considering embarking on that journey. Wherever you are at, I challenge you to lean into that assignment. To say yes, even if you do not feel qualified, even if you do not feel ready, even if you don't feel like you have enough time or finances to invest, I challenge you to say yes. And if you are here today and you are an online coach and you want to grow your business. Like you know that your business has the potential to transform people's lives, not only your clients' lives, but the financial the financial life of your family. I'd want you to go download my free training, High Ticket Sales Code. That's what the training is for. My assignment that I've been given to the Lord, the Lord spoke it to me in 2020. It was the pandemic had hit. There was a new wave of coaches that came into the online space. I had chatted with a few of them and they were telling me that they, you know, that starting a coaching business was like their last ditch effort to try and put food on the table. And they were going to try and um, market their, the the skills that they had and, and, and um, sell it to people in order to make ends meet financially. And, And I heard from the Lord Teach them. Teach them how to do this. Teach them how to build a full-time coaching business. And I felt unqualified, let me tell you that. I, I w- yes, I was coaching. Like, I was a coach and I, w- I had been coaching. I had been coaching full-time for a while. But, like, I felt unqualified for many reasons. Um, and I asked God to confirm it for me, and he did. And after he confirmed it, I could no longer deny that he had given me this assignment. And in fact, if I did try to deny it, it would be disobedience at that point. And so I did. I, I boldly did. There's lots of things that I do that I, I just do at full throttle, okay? Sometimes to a fault. But I, I just boldly pivoted. And I decided, okay, God, if you're calling me to do this, then then show me. Teach me. I'm ready. I'll say, I'll say yes. I'll be obedient. Just show me what to do. And he showed me. Okay, he showed me how to pivot. He gave me the strategy. And friend, I want to give the strategy to you. Okay, so in my last episode, um, in addition to my free training, High Ticket Sales Code, I also talked about how my group coaching program, High Ticket Powerhouse, is starting January 2023. 
that was also something that was a specific assignment given to me by the Lord. The Lord told me, I have it written down in my journal to, to do a coaching program. And I was like, Lord, you like, like what is the timing? The timing feels wrong. That's what I told God. I was like, God, the timing feels wrong. Um, what I heard back in a multitude of ways is that my feelings um, didn't change the assignment, that this was the right time, even though I didn't feel like it was. So I stayed obedient in that. And I've seen the fruit of obedience. And because of that obedience, High Ticket Powerhouse, we're kickstarting January 2023. This is an 18-week group coaching program designed to help you get high ticket coaching clients, at least a minimum of three guaranteed, and increase your income in your online coaching business. I'm going to walk you through. I'm going to teach you my step-by-step process. I'm going to show you how to get high ticket coaching clients, how to sell your offer on repeat privately without launching. And I guarantee that you're going to get at least three ticket high, three words. I guarantee you're going to get at least three high ticket coaching clients, if not more during the 18 week coaching program. And we're doing things differently around here. We're not, I'm not doing an application. Okay. I don't want to do an application. I, I don't want to do a sales page. If you are interested in joining high ticket powerhouse, again, my 18 week group coaching program, it's going to help you get high ticket coaching clients in 2023 and increase your income. Here's what I want you to do. All I want you to do is watch my sales training. Hey, I, I have a free sales training, high ticket sales code. Watch the training and follow the next steps after the video. Okay. That's all I want you to do. Even more than that, friend, I want you to say yes to the assignment that God has given you. And if that's a start in online coaching business, then I would love to help you. And all you need to do is go down in the show notes, click the link and watch the sales training. And if the Lord tugs on your heart, to follow the next steps in the video, then I will look forward to chatting with you. That is today's episode, friend. Jeremiah chapter one, starting in verse four. We can't be conformed to our feelings. We cannot be controlled by comfort, by our feelings. That is not what we're called to do on this earth. And I pray that me, you, all of the Lord's children, would start making peace with the fact that we were not called to live on this planet comfortably, but we would instead take up our cross daily, reject comfort, reject our flesh, and cling to Jesus in all areas of our life, in our faith, in our marriage, in our parenting, in our business, in our ministry, in all of it. And I promise that you are going to see the fruit of that. In Jesus' name. All right, friend, I will see you next week on the Bible's Babies in Business podcast.
Hi friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.